Welcome to day 325 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp, Matt Kresge, and Katie Kresge. We continue our journey through uh, the Gospel of John. Uh, most of the Gospels have a very beautiful presentation of uh, the arrival of Jesus in Jerusalem as her, her true king. Uh, obviously, uh, Pilate and all of his uh, uh, all of his cohort would have arrived a few days earlier. It would have been a, a grand display of power. Uh, what we see in our Lord is, is a display of humility, uh, but nevertheless, uh, incredibly regal. Uh, so we move, you know, from uh, Jesus uh, going back into the wilderness and to, you know, uh, waiting for the appropriate time to him coming into Jerusalem uh, to be hailed as and recognized as as Jerusalem's true king. Mm-hmm. So if, before we start uh, reading chapter 12 uh, and we lean in toward the cross, uh, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up? No. Father, thank you for um, this time in your word. Um, thank you for the chapter we're about to read, just the the uh, deep reality of what Christ is stepping into and, and the path that he is taking, Father, as he submits to you, as he obeys. And Father, he does all of this because of his incredible love for you and his great love for us. And so, Father, may this not be lost on us as we read these words. May we see um, see ourselves in this, Father. May we see where our sin has um made this necessary but father may we just rejoice in all that christ has done that we may have life with you it's in christ's name we pray amen six days before the passover jesus came to bethany where lazarus lived whom jesus had raised from the dead here a dinner was given in jesus honor Uh, martha served while lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. One of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected, why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth about a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, the keeper of the money bag, and he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should have this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. The next day, a great crowd had come for the festival, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, coming seated on a donkey's colt. First, his disciples did not understand all of this, only... After Jesus was glorified, did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him? Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, uh, because they had heard that he had performed the sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. 
Katie, I know you're going to have something to say about uh, pure nard. <laughs> you know how I love to talk about pure nard. <laughs> no, that's such a beautiful scene. I I think I had forgotten um, before reading this passage that this happened when it did. Um, because I think in other accounts like of the Gospels, it's not necessarily placed right before. I know he says it's right. pre- to prepare me for my burial, to anoint me, anoint me for my burial. But um, what a beautiful scene. I mean, I think Mary, we see in the Gospels all of the accounts of just her, who she is, um, and how she is with Jesus. She has no hesitation to lay her, I mean, just to lay at Jesus' feet mm-hmm. and whether it's to listen to him, whether it's to worship him, to anoint him with her perfume. And I love John's detail. We just, we've always, um, we're always talking about his details, but, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Mm -hmm. He was there. So he probably even remembers how it smelled Mm -hmm. um, because it was so powerful. So probably a little overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, In all the references we have to Mary, we also have a reference to Jesus' feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first time we meet her, uh, she is, you know, sitting at Jesus' feet, you know, hanging on his every word. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when she runs to greet him, uh, as he comes into Bethany, you know, after uh, Lazarus has died, she throws herself at his feet. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we have her, mm-hmm. you know, here in this meal in his honor, uh, wiping his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is an interesting, you know, it is an interesting reference, you mm-hmm. know, all the, all the way through the mm-hmm. deep honor that she had, mm-hmm. you know, for the Lord. Yeah. Well, no doubt she loved him. Mm-hmm. And then there's this stark contrast because you kind of turn to Judas, who is anything but generous and lavish and, and you know, self-giving. You know, he's, he's very much, um, well, he, he pilfers from the... The, uh, we didn't realize how Lord. bad he was until exactly in this moment. Yeah. Not only yeah. did he betray the Lord, yeah. and not only did he despise people, you know, uh, who did extravagant acts of worship, mm-hmm. uh, he actually helped himself to the, right. yeah. you know, to the donations, man. you know, for the poor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 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 as, as well. But you write the contrast there between, you know, the very generous, lavish, mm-hmm. you know, soul. I, I don't know how much you know thought you know Mary gave to this, you know whether it was spontaneous or whether it's something you know for a long time after you know the uh, the moment with her brother that she said, "How can I honor and as someone like this? This is this all I have, and mm-hmm. so I give all that I have." And in that moment, she she gave you know so much more you know than than she had. We mm-hmm. you know we hear from the Apostle Paul that in the Roman world, you know, the hair is the glory, you know, of a woman. And uh, we we have her using her hair mm-hmm. as one would you know as a common a towel or mm-hmm. you know a dish rag, mm-hmm. uh, but you know her her glory given up for his honor. Uh, beautiful picture you know all the way around. And of course the uh, other gospels say you know uh, she has done a beautiful thing, and wherever this gospel is told, her story will be told. Mm-hmm. And it is a great story of abandonment. And in worship to the gospel, mm-hmm. and, and of course, you know, Jesus wants to do it either or proposition. You know, we can extravagantly honor the poor, or we can extravagantly honor God. And Jesus said, "No, both of those are available to you anytime you want to. Mm-hmm. You can be extravagant in your worship, and extravagant in your love, uh, for the least of these." Mm-hmm. I love how many moments like this, or even moments of conflict happen as Jesus is reclining at a table with, with those 
you know, just ordinary people. I mean, I, <laughs> could be because it's very close to lunchtime right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Matt is. Like a, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love, you know, just how how often Jesus is seen doing common, ordinary things, you know, yeah, that, that, that are, it's deep fellowship with, with those he's near. You know, and, and sometimes I, 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 you can read and, and we can see Jesus and we always just think he's doing the miraculous, you know, here's Jesus healing someone else mm-hmm. again or doing something. And we miss how often he just sat down at a table with friends, you know, or, or even strangers. And, and just fellowshiped with them. And, and, and that's where you get moments like these that happen, and there's stories like that often where, you know, Pharisees show up or teachers of the law, and they're angry that he's even just fellowshipping with, mm-hmm. you know, sinners. But mm-hmm. I, I love just the heart of Jesus that he, he longs to, mm-hmm. to share a meal, you know, with, with friends. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a great meal that's coming. And, and it's, uh, uh, there is a great, you know, a great meal that's, you know, coming. Uh, Isaiah, you know, pointing to it on the mountain of the Lord, you know, as we're all restored to Him, uh, there'll be the richest of foods and the choicest of, you know, wine, uh, and obviously the picture, you know, of, of the, the the wedding banquet, mm-hmm. you know, of the Lamb. But even the simple, you know, invitation to a church, you know, it, it grown a little bit cold in their love for Jesus. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock, and if any of you hear my voice, I will open the door, uh, you know, and open the door, I will come in. And I'll share a meal with them, and they with me. Uh, so the idea of the, the, the significance of a meal—we live in a pretty fast food, fast-paced culture. So sometimes we we do a meal in the car between you know one event and the other, and have French fries all over the carpet and everything else, mm-hmm. and I like that. This is a deep communal thing, uh, you know. In Jesus' day, uh, you know, the midday meal would maybe be a handful of grain, but the evening meal was always. You know, a time of sitting down, slowing down, and spending time, you know, with each other. And what a beautiful picture that is. I wonder what the disciples were thinking when um, Jesus was welcomed into Jerusalem in this way. You know, Hosanna. Of course, we celebrate it with Palm Sunday. Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I just, part of me, like we, he, John says that the disciples at first didn't understand what was going on until, until Jesus was glorified. And then they kind of put, connected the dots a little bit. But in that moment, I wonder what they were thinking, like, this is happening. Like, I, I think maybe they were like, finally, he's going to overthrow. He's, this is happening. Like, this is it. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to know exactly you know, what they were thinking. They probably, they may have even thought at first, this is a little bit, you know, underwhelming. Mm. And here's a donkey, and here's a few peasants. Yeah, yeah you know, that's true. But uh, what was uh, what was overwhelming is where they went. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the things that came out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have in the other gospels mm-hmm. the Pharisees saying, "You know, you tell these children to be quiet. They have no idea what they're saying." And Jesus said, "From the mouths of babes." You know, and uh, so they're these are coronation hymns. Yeah. Uh, you know, every one of these are you know psalms that are looking forward to the coronation of the of the king, mm-hmm. and, and obviously this is going to be vastly different than the expectations you know that you have, uh, you know, in some of the more grand passages of Isaiah and Jeremiah, mm-hmm. but because he is coming in, you know, not you know not as a victorious king uh, and the conqueror the way that you know, we would imagine, but as one who humbled himself to conquer an even greater enemy. Mm-hmm you know, the enemy of Rome. Mm -hmm. So it's both overwhelming and underwhelming. (laughs) But when they look back at that moment and they go, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, Mary 
did prepare him for his burial and the audience did prepare him for his coronation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so you have some beautiful moves there. And they did it without even realizing it, but it was all part of God's plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. They, they did it having one idea in mind mm-hmm. and know what it meant to be king yeah. and of course you know God had another idea mm-hmm. in mind as a king who would uh, lay down his life for his friends and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because when is that ever I mean, stopped here you're right but you know we we are seeing the be- mm-hmm. this is the beginning of the Passover this we're preparing for Passover yeah. And um, we'll talk about that more as we get closer to his crucifixion. But there is just this, I don't know, this climax that is arising as it should. Just there's Passover is coming where there is a sacrifice of the lamb on behalf of the people. And um, so that's something that is it's like tensions are arising with the Pharisees and with Mm -hmm. the Jews. And then there's also this idea that there is a sacrifice coming. Um, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you see them starting to kind of to grasp. I mean, they're getting frustrated. Verse 19 says, this is getting us nowhere. You yeah. know, the whole world's coming to him. And you just feel, I mean, it's a little dramatic, you know, but you're, you're sensing just the helplessness that these guys mm-hmm. are starting to, to feel towards Jesus. And, and two, just, I mean, uh, you can't help but read this and think, and, and yet, like, how are you missing what's unfolding? I mean, you know, all these scriptures that just mm-hmm. got quoted, the, the scenes that are happening, I mean, everyone's missing it. You know, the disciples don't understand. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees don't understand. And, and yet, you know, it's you, know, you almost just kind of break for these guys. Like, this is it. This is what you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And, and you're missing it. No. What, what, <coughs> excuse me. What they should have been saying is that this is finally moving the story forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've waited 400 years for this, and it is you know finally happening. And God is showing up in a powerful way, a humble way, a way that you know reflects everything that is written, you know, in, in the Scripture. And instead, they're they're getting in the way of the story. Yeah. And um, uh, many times, that's what happens. You know, for us, whenever we mm-hmm. uh, we decide to move the story along in our way and, and in our timing, mm-hmm. rather than realizing who He is. And simply receiving him and honoring him, you know, as as king. So it is a, is a beautiful passage. Mm-hmm. Katie, why don't you close us with a word okay. of prayer? Sounds good. Heavenly Father, thank you for um, the heart that you have towards your people. Thank you for how you've shown your heart to us um, in such a loving and gracious way. And thank you for your word that. We get to read about um, these things that took place so long ago, but um, that have ramifications for us now and forever. Um, Lord, would we, when we, when we see and, and kind of get frustrated with the Pharisees as we read, would you help us to see um, ourselves and and how we miss it so much of the time, um, and how we need your grace to to get it. Um, we need your Spirit to to show us these things. Um, and, and Lord, would you help us, help us to, um, to be open to what you have to show us. And as we just um, read more and more and get closer to um, John's account of the, the crucifixion, God, would you prepare our hearts for that? Um, and would you do, continue to do a work in us and shape our hearts? And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.